All right. Thanks for staying with me. Katie Canine Show. Just a reminder, I will not be live next Sunday. It is Easter Sunday. So hopefully if you miss my my voice, you just got to hear it. You can go to mytalk1071.com, go to the Katie Canine page, show page, and you can listen to all my past shows. All right. How old was the youngest U.S. mayor? Okay, nine years old. Just a minute here. Okay, nine years old, seven years old, 15 years old, three years old. What do you think? 15. That's what I thought, too. Guess what? Are we wrong? Yes, we are. Oh, wow. In August 2012, three-year-old Robert Bobby Tufts became mayor of, ready for this, Dorset, Minnesota. Huh. For a one-year term when his name was drawn from a hat in 2013. Oh, okay. Tufts was elected for a second term. Um, and then let's see, Tuff lost our re-election campaign in 2014 to 16-year-old Eric Mueller. Tuff's three-year-old brother, James, was elected in 2015. Oh, the whole family. <laughs> it's unreal. Good, good. You believe that? They're on the name out of the hat for who's going to be. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up, who where Dorset, uh, D-O-R-S-E-T, um, uh, Minnesota is. I have no idea. D-O-S-E-T. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. All right, we have Amber on the line. She's got a yellow lab who's become protective after a death in the family. All right, that's not good. Hi, Amber. I'm sorry for the loss. What's going on? Hey, so what's been happening in my home is my five-year-old yellow lab, his name is Murphy, he um, has just become really protective of me, um, even of our home. Um, You know, I'll let him out in the yard, and I usually have him on... um, a leash when I let him outside, and if anybody walks by with a dog, without a dog, he'll start barking. Um, he doesn't charge or anything. He just starts to bark. Um, and same with, you know, if somebody comes to visit me in my home and they want to give me a hug goodbye, he will start barking at the person who's hugging me, but not aggressively, just like out of almost like concern, like he's protecting me. Okay. And then when, what, okay, like when that person hugs you and he barks, what do you do? Um, I, well, at first I was just ignoring it because the, you know, hugs only last a little bit right. and then he would stop. Um, but now it's just like, I kind of anticipate, you know, when people are leaving, I kind of like, you know, try to try to tell him to stop, but he doesn't listen. Okay. Um, now when you're outside, okay, okay first of all, this is a, a new behavior, correct? Yes. yes. And, and so how long has it been going on? Pretty much since my husband passed away, which was about coming up on two years. Okay, okay. Sorry for your loss. Um, Thank you. Uh, so, my guess is what it what it is. Now, have you do you take him for walks, or do you like do brain games, or teach him tricks, or anything? Yeah, I do take him. If, if it's not raining or snowing, we go for a walk every day. Okay, and then where does he walk? Does he stand in front of you, or does he walk politely next to you? Um, he's usually in front of me. Okay. So what's going on here is that with the loss of your husband, your husband was probably a, a stronger leader and your pupper sees you as a weaker link. Whereas you're not asking him to do much and you're empowering him. So he feels he's got to take over, uh, situations. And so like, okay. because when you go for a walk and if you allow him to, to scan in front of you, that's telling him he's the leader and you're the peon. 
All right. He's got to handle everything coming his way. And so then he's got to take care of you, too. And so by doing some like obedience work, what you need to do is build a better relationship with him. So he trusts that you are okay and you are have confidence in yourself. He feels you have no confidence. So he's got to step up to the plate to help you instead of you working as a team. And so that's why something as simple as teaching tricks, walking on a leash politely, um, uh, uh, making him look to you for direction instead of just taking over the situation. What I would do is you could set him up like with the hugs, get a hair mister, plant mister, fill it with water, set it on stream. Uh, it would have somebody, you know, say, okay, come on and hug me. And then like when the, um, you know, when he, he's about ready to, you could hear it coming, give him a growl, ah, quiet. You got to teach him the word quiet. Quiet means don't bark, okay? Or you can say okay. enough, whatever, but you got to, most people know dogs to death. No, 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 no. And the dog is yeah. like, so what? So what? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to teach them words and what they mean. You're going to growl first. Ah, That growl gets their attention. That's what mom would do before she, you know, if you didn't listen to the growl, you got the correction coming, all right? Right. So first it's going to be ah, and then it's going to be growl, ah, I mean growl, ah, and then it's going to be quiet. And if you, then it, uh, with the plant, Mister, with your, the breed of your dog, we'll see how this works. Because most of the labs, when you blast them in the face with the with the water, you know, set on stream, they just kind of think, "I'll take that, thank you." But you know, what you what you're after, then you can go to half apple cider vinegar, half at water. But you only aim okay. for the nose or for the mouth. But what you want to do is start setting rules up, and there's consequences if he doesn't listen to you. So you have can in his eyes become confident, and that that you can work well as a team instead of him trying to handle everything for. You because right now he doesn't feel you have the confidence to do that because there's not much interaction, you're not asking him to. He really doesn't know, you know, your limits. I'm sure with your husband, he did, he had limits, and you know, he, yep, yep, and and with you, he doesn't. And so that's what he's trying to figure out is like, okay, who's to take it? What are we doing here? (laughs) And if you're not going to take over, then I'll take over. And so that's why, you like, you know, obedience class, you know, I've got some starting up at Katie's Canine or a private lesson to get the right training collar and get you thinking and, and, and paying attention so that you can start working as a team, all right? So okay. then now he's going to start yeah. looking to you, you know, as, okay, what are we going to do? Instead of, I'll help you, just give me a second. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. All right, that uh, makes total sense. Yep. So something as simple as when you get off here, Google on YouTube dog tricks. And then pick out a dog okay. trick and start, you and him sit down and start learning together. Because, you know, you need, okay. obviously the walk, you, that, you need that for sure. But then there's other ways you can build that trust and that respect. And so that he doesn't feel he, the need to take, you know, help you out. That he, he's willing okay. to work with you as a team. Okay? Okay. Okay, yep. kid. And that would work as well with my, because I have two teenage daughters, yep. too, where... He kind of doesn't really listen to them either. Yep, you bet. You know, if you go on YouTube, you know, remember the uh, the two books I really like is Brain Teasers for Dogs by Soderman, okay. S-L-N-D-E-R-M-A-N, and then Brain Games for Dogs, or then look on YouTube, and then just have your daughters look out, you know, and pick up a, tri- a trick that they want to teach the dog. So each one, all of you guys are teaching your dog, a di- that dog, a different trick. So now you're oh, mentally okay. making him think, looking to you for direction, and you're having some fun. And he's being still, okay. and you're, like I said, working on that teamwork. So he doesn't feel like he's got to take care of everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But then if he starts oh. to bark, you remember you're going to have a quiet word. Ah, 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 quiet. And then if he doesn't, okay. then the, and you got that planter mister or hair mister filled with water. Just blast him in the face. Go, ah, blast, quiet. As soon as he quiets, thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Don't say good okay. boy. Remember that gets him all nutsy in the headsy. That makes him want to yeah. just go, wah! 
<laughs> so from yeah. he, from here on out, you do when he does something well, like sits for you or whatever, it's calmly thank you or very nice, very nice. Stay calm and steady. What you want him to be, okay? Okay. Okay. Right. Okay, kid. Good luck. Thank you, Katie. You, Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. Anytime when a dog is starting to take over a situation. They feel like the the owners don't have it together and the teamwork isn't there, so they got to step up to the plate. And dogs do a lousy job of being leader of the humans. <laughs> it usually isn't pretty. So that's why, you know, just building team through tricks, uh, obedience, uh, you know, brain games, brain teasers. I can't tell you how important that is. Every dog, folks, every dog should be learning some one new thing every week. Whether you're naming their toys, whether you're teaching brain teasers or brain games or obedience, keep it. You know, most people teach a dog one thing and then don't teach them anything for three months, six months. <laughs> you know, and so the dog is like, "Well, if you're not going to use my brain, I'll use it." And usually, what they decide is not good. <laughs> All right, who's up? Oh, we better go to break first, and then we'll go. Who's up? Oh, wait a minute. I'm okay. You ready for this? When uh, did it? Did it? Did it? Oh, here we are. Okay. What did people used to say instead of cheese when having their picture taken? You ready for this? Eggs. Wait a minute. Bow wow, cock a doodle doo, or prunes. We'll be back. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK Dine Show on MyTalk1071.com. All right. What did people used to say instead of cheese when having their picture taken? Eggs, bow wow, cock a doodle doo, or prunes. I'd like to think prunes. I think that's a funny one to say. Yep. And the reason is they said prunes was when people of the Victorian era sat down for a photo, they avoided cheesy grins and maintained a more dignified expression by saying prunes. Hmm. There you go. Yep. Prunes. Oh, I hate prunes. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't get those things past me. Same with like, Mm -mm. you know, some people like it's usually around Christmas time. Date bars and stuff like yeah, that oh dates. man can't go down there i can't do that no. now oreo is on the other hand is a whole different ball game uh, oreo cookies are hot mm-hmm. okay who's up all right uh we've got jenny and she's got two cats who she thinks are in need of socialization but they don't get along with each other all right hi there how you doing okay good so how old is your cats um and bear with me because I get nervous on the phone. Um, oh, don't worry. You're just talking to me. That's okay. Nobody's listening. Okay. <laughs> um, the one I adopted last October was and in the bedroom downstairs is three. Um, the other one is twelve. Um, the, the, she's upstairs. Um, the twelve-year-old uh, just experienced in January the death of her. Well, they weren't good friends, but they were friends. Okay. Um, okay. The cat. Yeah. Um, and then they're both they... very shy, um, but I can tell that they're both very lonely. And oh. so, and I hired a cat whisperer, but I'm not too sure the direction we're going. And so, I wanted to get a second opinion. Okay. 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 Now, has uh, now you said you lost your other cat in Jan this past January? Yes. Okay, now, has the dynamics changed a lot between the two that are left? Or was it the same whether that cat was here or there? They haven't even seen each other. Huh, ever? Well, they know they're there, um, but the the one in the bedroom downstairs. Okay, Um, so 
I mean, so how long? So you had this one you got in October, the three-year-old one, correct? Yeah, and I sleep with her every night. So, and I go down there and visit her quite a bit. Okay, but you haven't introduced the cats together at all. Well, I've tried, but the the twelve-year-old has hissed at the three-year-old, and the three-year-old was so scared. I drafted her at one of the stores. Okay. Um, she was so scared that she probably well, pooped. Just imagine how scared a cat. Yeah. The most timid cat you could think oh, of. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what, you, what I would try to do is that, so uh, I would put um, one, of the, the, uh, one cat in a uh, carry, uh, like a dog kennel, a plastic dog kennel. Okay? And, okay. and then put one in there and then let the other cat come into the same room. Okay, and just let them kind of now nobody can get hurt and they can start, you know, getting to know each other, even if they spit at each other or hiss at each other. And you're going to just keep doing that a couple times every day. And so what you're after is that, you know, one something you know, switch up who's in the kennel and who's not, you know, always switch it up. Okay, now the the one that's downstairs, does she is that's where she always has been. She's in that bedroom. She has not been through the house. She's not been through the house. Um, I was advised by somebody. They brought me over and. A dog kennel and told me to put the the cat in the dog kennel upstairs and then I thought um, well if I did that then she, and every she would equate going upstairs with being put in the dog kennel so I thought that was a bad idea no you know what you do what you could do is especially the one that's downstairs get yourself you know like a plastic kennel not to all wire okay and then start feeding her in it you know she's in her bedroom start, she has to go into the kennel to to eat dinner all right leave the oh. door leave the door open you know don't close her in there just leave the door open and okay. then you know put her blankets and stuff like that in there and and just see if she uh, put uh, put a shirt like that you have that has your smell on it or our towel okay and yeah. put that in there for her and then same with your other cat have another kennel and feed her in there so they get the trauma of being in a kennel isn't you know what i mean gonna send everything upside down first right. we got to get him used to the kennels and then when they're used to the kennel, sometimes shut the door, you know, sometimes leave it open. And then when they can handle with the door shut, they could care less. Now we're going to start putting them in like ones in the kennel and then let the other cat into the room. Okay. So they can start, you know, getting to know each other as far as, like I said, at first it's going to sound like, row, 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 row. you know, there might be some hissing or whatever. Okay. Don't worry about it. And just go up to the cat, you know, and just kind of very calmly. Hi. It's fine. You can do fine. You know, try to pet the cat that's on the outside, obviously. Oh, we can do this. Can't we do this? And then sometimes leave them by themselves to figure it out. And though you're just going to be keeps rotating this. First the thing is, is to get them used to the kennels. You know, they're probably going to have two have two of them, okay? And then feed them in the kennels. And then your stuff in the kennels, something that smells of you. And then, like I said, when they're comfortable with the kennels, that's when we're going to start have, letting the other dog in the room, the dog, cat into the room, and okay. just and just slowly do it that way. There are some cats, because cats are very independent, all right? right. They don't need anybody. <laughs> right. All right? And so there are some cats that just will not accept being friends with another cat, but... You can get them so that they will exist in the same area. Nobody, nobody has to be just exactly. in a bedroom or anything like that. So, but you never know. Sometimes you'd be surprised. You, you all of a sudden you look and they're both on the couch, kind of next to each other. You're like, oh, look at that. <laughs> the biggest thing that you can do is that where you can pet them at the same time. Okay, and just just very, very just not a lot of petting because that can sometimes overstimulates them. You just go over, give them a pat. Oh, look at you! You're being good, and then just walk away. 
Because then good things are associated with when the other cat is around. Because if a cat hisses or spats at the other cat, humans have a tendency to yell at that cat. And now that cat sometimes will will associate that when that other cat is around, I get into trouble. I really don't like that cat now. (laughs) Right, right, right. And so that's what you have to learn to do. Like I had my my Adeline and my Sally. Sally was beating the crap, well, trying to beat the crap out of my out of my Adeline, and she was just a kitten. She just chased her and just scared the bejeebies out of her. But now, and you know, then finally, what would happen? You know, they're doing the meow, meow, meow. so pretty soon. Then what I I just pat them. Oh, you're doing fine. And then I just easily put, picked up, you know, slowly picked up Adeline and brought her into the house, you know. And then so pretty soon their meetings got better and better, and now they tolerate each other. Like every once in a while, they get their knickers in a knot where they'll puff up. Like I don't think I like your face today. But they don't get into any any. But it took a long time. It took probably pretty near about eight nine months, you know, okay. of, of working on it. And then eventually, now like I said, now they can hang out. There's they sit on the front steps and just kind of look at each other, and you know what I mean. So yeah, it just takes time. It is what it is. But just can I ask you two quick questions. Sure. Um, what about getting a screen door for the one bedroom? Yep, you can do that too. You can do the screen door. That's an awesome thing. You know, so then and feed them uh, on the opposite side, not directly across from each other, but off to the side across from each other. All right. So they have to go there and see, you know, each other as they eat and stuff like that. So something good is happening when they're by each other. That's a great one. You know, the kennel is a great thing. The screened indoor. A lot of people don't want to do the screen. That's why I didn't suggest it, because a lot of people are like, well, I just can't do that. And well, then we'll take the easy way. Let's do the kennel. <laughs> so, okay. but you know, so that's a good way. And just baby step it. Do not rush it. When you can see those cats when one's in the kennel and they're just kind of like hanging out. And then, you know, just kind of move the kettle, turn it around a little bit, you know, okay. and and uh, like I said, it will just don't do anything that will startle them. And then you right. got to start over again. But you know, like I said, two cats can exist, you know, by doing it slowly like this. And then okay. also what can happen, too, is you take, let's say you uh, take a towel, a small towel and, and, and go over one of the cats and then put that towel where that that other cat oh, yeah. usually hangs that. out. Yeah, because yeah. then they get used to each other's smells, too. So, okay. Okay, and then one other thing. I just got an idea. I don't know why it took me six months to think of this. Oh. <laughs> um, um, I was thinking, um, because Deidre is is out all the time. She can wander the whole house. Yep. And then I, started, I thought today, well, why don't I just put her in the bedroom upstairs, you know, with food and a cat box. And open the downstairs when I'm sleeping down there. And, and if, if Heidi wants to wander the house, she can. What uh-huh. do you think of that? Well, th- yeah, you could do that. Another thing you can do, too, is that um, you take the cat that is roaming around, take yeah. the shy one out of the room. Mm-hmm. And then put that other one in the room with her because now all her scent is in there. Okay. So she could check out her litter box and the areas where she sleeps and stuff like that and do it for maybe 15 minutes and then switch them back. All right. And then slowly let it be for longer and longer times. And then, like you said, sometimes, but see, now you got to, if you're going to take the house away from the other cat, that might be, don't do it all at once because otherwise that other cat might start marking in the bedroom because it's ticked off because it's being locked in the bedroom. It's never been locked in a bedroom before. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so do it slowly. Don't just do major changes. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. You betcha. I think you got a plan now. Good luck. Keep All us right. posted. Thanks. Thank you you yep. betcha. Right. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. You know, you can see that's the problem. Cats are, you know, you got to really take baby steps with cats. You can't just say, okay, buck it up and deal with it. You can put your big girl panties on it and you can get squared away. So. 
Anyway, okay, folks. Let's see. What do we got? Uh, in the United States, which of the following is most likely to kill you? Okay, icicles, beds, vending machines, sharks. We'll be back. All right, then. We're winding down. Remember, I'm not live next week, so I'll be listening to you. Hopefully, you can listen to me live in two weeks. In the United States, which of the following is most likely to kill you? Icicles, beds, vending machines, sharks. I'm going to go with beds. Ding, 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 ding. Awesome. Look at that. I mean, Point, that's not awesome. Well, no. It's kind of sad. Okay, 0.5 Americans die from shark attacks each year. Mm-hmm. 0.9 Americans die from vending machines accidents each year. 15 Americans die from falling icicles each year. 450 Americans die from falling out of bed each year. Wow. Can you believe that? That's a significant number. 450 people. Oh, my Lord. Okay, let's head for the, the phone lines. All righty, we got Megan. She has a one-year-old Boston Terrier with some behavioral issues. All right. Those Bostons got a lot of energy. Hi there, Megan. Hey. How you Hi, doing? Katie. We got a Boston Terrier um, last July, beginning of July. He was three months old when we got him. Okay. Um, a little background. Yep. Uh, finding out from some of the people in the group in the Minnesota Boston Terrier group, it sounds like we got him from a puppy mill. Okay. The one that's like in central Minnesota, if you know what I'm talking about. Yep. The Cushing puppy mill. Yep. Okay, so that's a little background. Um, he has no behavioral issues besides in about the past maybe three months. Mm-hmm. He's gone to the dog park like four times, and each time that we've gone, he's perfectly fine there. He's been there a hundred times, but when a puppy shows up, he goes absolutely ballistic. Like, you can't even recognize who he is. Uh He loses his mind. And so it's super unpredictable because we don't know, obviously, when a puppy is going to come in, and he had his one-year-old birthday party there yesterday, and a lab puppy came in, and he... Like, he smelled it 100 feet away, tore after that dog, and it was like an all-out brawl. Oh, really? So he you actually... know what could be causing that? So he actually goes after him and like, like wants to bite him, not overplay with him? Oh, no. He is aggressively angry. Okay. Is and, the, does he have any, uh, in his circle or the, the dog parks, are there any small dogs like himself? Well, um, we have a... Seven-month-old Boston Terrier, female. No, nope, not in your house. Got. Not in your house. When you're oh. out and about at the dog park or walks or stuff like that, is there is, is there any other small dogs that not a part of his pack that are you know? Oh out? yeah, we have a, a bunch of friends who have Frenchies that come down there and meet us. And, okay, and he's okay with yeah. them. Yep, perfectly fine. Okay, it seems to be like I don't know if it's the scent of a puppy, but we've narrowed it down. Every time it happens, and it's actually happened with the same dog twice, mm-hmm. and I ask immediately, how old is your dog, or is your dog fixed? Because we're trying to figure out what it is. He's okay. perfectly fine until the puppy shows up. Okay. And, and then- we even... Go ahead. We tried a different dog park twice about a month ago, and he seemed like his demeanor was com- better, like he was caught off guard he didn't know anybody else at that dog park, right. so he was fine but right. this dog park he's gone to so many times i'm wondering if he thinks it's 
his. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yard. Definitely territorial. You bet. Now you know my yeah. my take on dog parks. I hate them. I know. I, and I, I so told my friend, I said I I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but you you just kind of um, because that's just like one massive party at a dog park, okay? And so yep. by him, if his demeanor changed by you went to another one, right there you hit the bingo. You know, whereas he's basically that's his his tribe, <laughs> his <Yep>. lot, <laughs> and he's gonna pick and choose who he wants. And they, dogs talk to each other through how they hold their ears, their head, their tails, and things like that. And puppy. You know, the pups that are under like five months old, they don't uh, know much communication with the body. They're just learning that. And so he might be getting wrong signals and he's taking it the wrong way. And also, plus, he's smaller. You know, if they're how, how many how many pounds is your Boston? Oh, uh, like 28. He's okay. a tall dude. Okay, tall dude. That's cool. I'm glad. I, I, I'd rather see him bigger. That's the way they should be. But anyway, so the thing is, is that um, personally what I would do, you know, now how is, I got some questions for you. Okay, when you go for a walk, where do you, where does he walk? Uh, Just like around the neighborhood. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, does he drive, does he scan in front of you or is he a nice loose leads next to you? No, he's in front of us. He doesn't pull. Okay. Um, okay. But Next. We're nope. also walking his sister, who is seven months old. Yep. And we have a eleven-week-old pug puppy. Oh my! Who would actually? You're very we busy. Her into the house. He did the same spastic thing until he realized she wasn't leaving. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And so now, um, uh, when you go through the door to go outside, and you know, like to go for a walk or go to potty, who goes first? You or the dogs? The dog. Okay. Then when um now what's when you go to eat where does where does he sleep? In our bed. Okay. <laughs> He's a Boston he burrows. Oh yeah, no kidding, he does. I know they do. And yeah, they're cute dogs. Uh but anyway, okay, so then now w- when you go to feed your tribe, how, what's dinner hour like for you? For the dogs. Um uh Are they revved shoot, up? I don't know. I mean it's it's two set times, morning and, and right, night. And right. usually, like in the past month, the Bostons, they've kind of, uh, they kind of don't eat for, I don't know, maybe five minutes. Okay. They used to be like they had never eaten before, but okay. since we got the pug puppy, they, they're just kind of nonchalant about it. Okay. Now, is everybody in the same room or is everybody in the separate kennels or what? No, everyone's in the same room. Okay. Um, There's no food fights. There's no anything like that. Somebody's not sneaking food from the other dogs? Nope. All right. Mm -mm. Um, Okay. Because, see, what happens here is that, you know, this one's got, most of every Boston I've ever met has an ego, okay? And so that what it is is that they need to start getting off their high horse and take a look at, you know, looking to you for direction. By you, even though you may seem like she's not pulling on the leash, you know, he's, uh, uh, you know, but he's standing in front. He's in front as a leader. He's in back of the peon. He who goes to the door first as a leader, he was in back as a peon. And uh, and by sleeping with you, you're giving them certain equal rights, okay? Oh, yeah. And so what happens is that what I, I would like to see for you that he, you need rules in your house and you have to follow through with this one and all of them. You know, like you work with them individually for a wait at the door and eventually you can put all three in a wait and they can't come. You go through and they can't come through until you say, let's go. And then literally you're standing outside and all the dogs are inside until you count to the word, until you count to 10, fairly slowly. Then you tell them, let's go. They, you want them to look at you like may we go through.
Okay, you don't stand and stare at him. Side profile to the dog is a calming signal. Okay, and then like um, now the set feeding times, and I I really am not a fan of everybody's eating in the same room because sometimes, usually, especially as the dogs get older, they start getting a little bit snottier, and many bad fights have had happened over a bowl, and so that's why I prefer to have uh-huh. like everybody in their kennels happen. or behind a door so that when one get because everybody eats at different speeds. But anyway, mm-hmm. okay, so then and then walking on a leash that you want him to walk politely next to you, and then like all three should be able to walk next to you in the, in the row, and, and whereas you're all working as a team and nobody's scanning out in front, all right? And see, though, so what you need is you need to get some more organization, and so then when, when, when the house is more organized, the organized is going to happen outside of the house, too. Okay, as far as he won't be so territorial, I would stop going to the park for a while until you get his ego kind of adjusted. Because, like I said, the majority of dogs with dog parks or doggy playgroups, uh, they don't. It's kind of like one big party until about a year and a half. Then, as they start getting two, they start be getting a little bit more reserved. Where they're not as nice to as that many dogs that are pushy to them. Because it's kind of like us. I always use this equation. You know, when I was twenty, you know, it was like I'd party all night, come home, take a shower, I'm still half snapped and. I go to work okay okay then when i got to be 25 it's kind of like well maybe i'll stay out till two okay then i got to be maybe 29 well maybe um uh yeah i'll get home about 11 you get home about you know then about 30 35 it's kind of like you know maybe should i just sit and watch a movie and eat some popcorn <laughs> we don't want to party so much the older we get all right and that's the same thing with dogs and some dogs start getting testy as putting into high stress situations that there's a lot going on and believe it or not they go pick on that uh, what I want to call the underdog, you know, because yeah, it's right. And so, uh, uh, so that's what I mean. What, what you've got to start getting more, especially since you got so many now puppers, you got a new puppy. You got to start saying, setting some boundaries here. Um, otherwise, then what happens to it is going to start happening in your pack, you know, where there's going to be a lot of shuffles. If they feel like you are not the, you know, head honcho, I don't like saying alpha. I think that just sounds yeah. cruel and mean. Whereas they, you're the pillar of their community. <laughs> okay. Or they look to you for direction that just by your word, by going, uh, uh-uh, uh, you'd be nice. The dogs are like, oh, fine. Okay. But that's all built. That relationship is built because I can see this kind of be turning as the dogs get the puppies, the other younger two start getting older that, you know, you might have some, some problems on your hand because they don't see you as a good pillar of their community. They think they've got to take care of it because they don't feel you have it in order. And so, and sleeping in bed, I have no problem with dogs sleeping in bed as long as they have manners outside of the bed where they look to me for direction. Whereas, you know, it's not me, master, you dog. No, we have rules and these are the consequences for the rules if you break them. <laughs> All right. Well, kids need rules and our pets need rules. And so it, all it is is just, you know, and sometimes some people can have dogs with the personalities they have. They have the dogs that are just lackadaisy, like they don't care about leadership. It's like, yeah, whatever, whoever, I don't care. They have no desire to be a leader, <laughs> but and the, but their leader isn't doing that good a job, and they just kind of go with the flow. But then you get a leader that's kind of yeah, not that good pillar, and then the 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 dogs are looking like, boy, she ain't got her poop with a group. I think we got this licked. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's scraps between the two of them, you know them, and then all yeah. of a sudden you know, and so you just want you want them to enjoy each other, but you also also look to you where that when you walk into a room, all of them their attention is on you, like hi, what are we going to do? 
do together. <laughs> and so that's why doing some kind of obedience training and such like that, you know, would really help you get organized. And so that then hopefully by being organized, then like I say, as far as picking and the puppy, my guess is that he, the puppy doesn't know the, the, you know, the posture correct yet. They're too young. They haven't learned yep. it yet. And so that he just sees the opportunity and bam, there he goes. And you said he took uh, after your uh, pug. I mean, was it a pug? A ch- yeah, we were holding her, but he could, it's like he instantly smelled it. I don't know if he can, can they smell? Well, yes. Well, yeah. Well, see, every, every, every emotion has a smell and they pick up on that from us too. Yeah, and so the thing is, is that if he could uh, feel smell the weak link, <laughs> and say, "Hey, I got your number, and now here I come," and so wrong, 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 wrong. So now is he okay with the the pug? Oh God, super gentle. They play great together. Nice, nice. He's nice. really close to the seven month old. Okay. They're both females, and uh, okay. they're really close. But they all three of them play great together. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. But like I said, I would work on your relationship. With uh, with uh, with uh, with all of them, you know, set your rules, follow through, walk them one at a time. When you're working one, like taking a working on a walk, the other ones are either in their kennels or away from the situation, and they just. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to do the um, obedience training because I want to get the the Boston's into agility because they can jump like six oh, feet yeah. high, like no problem. Oh, I know they are fast little sir. I me, I wish you luck keeping up with them. <laughs> right? Yep. You might need roller skates. <laughs> But yeah, you just need some organization there because it's coming out, like I say, when he sees a weak link, you know, that, that he's, you know, getting real not nice. You should be able, if he, if you see him turn his head, like he's thinking naughty thoughts, if you have a good relationship with him, you can get into his head and say, uh-uh, wrong, leave it. And the dog is going to be... Will he outgrow this, Katie? Uh, with your help, with if you work with him. It's not a question okay. of outgrowing it. It's a question of running your pack correctly is what it okay. is. Okay. 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 Uh, train so on. You bet. Train on. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Bye bye. You bet. Yeah. See, that's it. well. We'll talk about that when we come back. We got a little bit running late here. Okay. What are we gonna do? Um, let's see what. Oh, haha. what happened to the remains of the man who invented the frisbee? Okay. Uh, they were uh, buried in a, a Pringles can. They were made into frisbees. They were shot into space. They were made into fireworks. The guy who invented the Frisbee. We'll be back. All right, we're winding down for the day. All right, what, what happened to the remains of a man invented the fizz, Frisbee? Okay, they were uh, put into a Pringle can. They were made into a Frisbee. They were shot into space. They were made into fireworks. What do you think? I feel like the logical response would be, the frisbee, but I have a feeling it's shot into space. Okay, I thought it was shot into space also, but oh. it wasn't. Oh, it was uh, made into frisbees. Oh, as per Ed Hendricks' wishes, his ashes were incorporated into a limited number of frisbees. When we die, we don't go to purgatory. Hendricks, rep- uh, Hendricks reportedly said shortly before his passing, "We just land up on the roof and lay there." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty cool. This is what here, I got to say this one. Which of the following is illegal in Ohio? Getting a fish drunk, killing a housefly within 160 feet of a church, catching a mouse without a license, all of these. It's got to be all of them. It is. I can't believe that getting a fish drunk, killing a fly within 160 feet of a church, what's on the book, and then catching a mouse without a license. Can you imagine that? What about cats that catch mice? (laughs) 
Cats can't read, so they don't know the breaking law. Right. <laughs> okay, let's quick take a. Hopefully, I can get this in before we we. Uh, now, reminder once again, uh, no live show next week because it's Easter weekend. Also, what you got to remember too is that keep an eye on those Easter baskets, you know, for the dogs, so that the dogs don't get into all that chocolate and such like that. You know, if you got short dogs, you're pretty much set. But if you got tall dogs, those tall dogs can grab stuff. So please make sure you know where your candy is at all times, and uh, you can. Uh, if you know they got into it, right got into it, that you can make them throw up with it through uh, 3% hydrogen peroxide. So you can just Google that. For a small dog, it's like a teaspoon. For a big dog, it's like, uh, I mean, a small, small dog is like a half a teaspoon. And then medium size, like a teaspoon. And then the big, big dogs are like a, uh, a tablespoon. And you get, you know, try it. And then, but remember, you just ask your dog to throw up. So don't have them on your white carpet. But anyways, but just please try to remember all the Easter basket and the candies are so you don't put your dog into that predicament, okay? Okay, let's grab the last caller. All right, we've got Shelly waiting on the line. She ha- needs help with a dog who hasn't been socialized. All right. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Katie. How are you? Good, good. Okay, what what kind of dog? Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. So um, she is actually my boyfriend's dog. Okay. Um, she's an eight-year-old Siberian Husky. Ooh, Okay. And we're we're on the fence right now if we should rehome her or invest in trying to teach her to be socialized. So what's happening? He's, he's owned her for about almost two and a half years okay. and was never socialized. I tried to introduce her to my pack, which is a long-haired chihuahua and a uh, lab mix. Okay. And she became aggressive towards the other dogs when my boyfriend was around. Okay. Um, and so, obviously... Uh, Has she had the- any play buddies at all in her life? So, he's only owned her for two years. Right, but then um, two years... We don't... Yeah. Uh, no, not in two years. Okay. No. Okay, so then, um, uh, now, does he... When you introduced the dogs, what happened? Um... So she was fine at first, um, but once my boyfriend, like, tried to pet another one of them, she lunged and started biting at them. Oh, okay, okay. And so then what did they, what did you guys do when she did that? We, we broke the dogs up and held her back, and um, she just, she stood there. Okay. She okay. didn't do anything after that. She never quite settles in when she comes to my house. Okay. So I don't, I mean, I have no doubt we probably introduced them incorrectly, but I don't know how to do it appropriately. Um, so, yeah, and we're just, you know, we're trying to rehome her, but I also know she's an incredibly amazing dog and really good with him. Okay. And, you okay. know, we'd like to get the packs together if it's possible. Okay. So now when you introduced them, was it at your place or your? Yes. It okay. was at my house. And so th- that his dog came into your house. Yes. Okay. And that was their first meeting? Yes. Okay. Uh, the thing, when you want to try to, you know, get... Now, remember, Huskies are very independent, all right? And, right. you know, they're kind of a cat in a dog's body. But anyway, so what you need to start doing is going for walks. So they can kind of start looking at each other and saying, how, you know what I mean? Where they just are going parallel. You're going parallel, okay? okay. And then you're watching their bodies language. Whereas when you, if they're not, if they're constantly looking at each other, you know, just, you know, hey, hey, we're doing fine here. Let's go. Be the voice of reasoning, okay? Don't say it's okay. Don't be doing that. And so okay. then, like, when you can see, now you're only going to do one dog at a time. You got two dogs, right? 
Okay. So, yeah, the Chihuahua is not the problem. It's the bigger dog. Okay, and so then what you're going to do is that you're going to go for a walk together, and both dogs need to be at a loose lead walking with you, not scanning out in front of you, because okay. that means you are in charge of the situation. If the dog is out scanning in front or there's tight leashes, then that can send it through the leash that you're not okay with the situation either. And so okay. the, the thing is, is, by going for walks, and then when you can see them kind of be more interested in each of you instead of each other, then just just stop, sit, and, you know, um, have them sit, and then just kind of like they'll look at each other and say, hey, then maybe you could pet both one, you pet yours, but then pet his, and he does mm-hmm. the same thing, and then you go for a walk again. You're going to slowly introduce. Now, is yours, his a female or a male? Male. And then yours is a? I'm sorry, his is a female, mine is a male. Oh, okay, okay. And who yeah. who seemed to get snotty? It was her? Yeah, she kind of was like, what are you doing getting close to my dad? Okay, yeah. And then, of course, mine, you know, is just going to be protective and strike after right. she kind of... Oh, yeah, you bet. Yeah, so what we just want to do is you want to take baby steps here, okay? Okay. Say that because too many people try to do it too fast, and then they screw it up, and then it's even more work. It can be done, but it's going to take some time. And we're running out of time here, so if you yeah. want to give me a, a call up at Katie's Canines, we can walk through this a little bit more. But the main thing right now is go for walks in parallel. Dogs have to be on a loose lead walking with you, okay? okay? And then just kind of, you know, you guys, you know, don't be too close together, but, you know, don't be on the other side of the street either. <laughs> okay, And then sure. you, you guys are going to talk to each other, and then, like I say, every once in a while, stop and just kind of, you guys converse and just kind of let the dogs see each other, but don't let them sniff yet. The only time they get to sniff noses, if their body is... Uh, Loot or um, not tense, you know, where they're they're all you know very stiff and just waiting sure. for the other one to react. There's a book okay. called Canine Body Language that will help you a lot by Aloff. Oh, yeah. Okay, Canine Body Language by Aloff. A L O F F. You have a great Easter. We got to head out. You all thank have a you. thank you.